What's going on, you guys? It's your boy, Chris with Unleash, coming to you up with another episode of Unleash, a winner's mindset with Chris with Unleash. So today's podcast, I'm going to try to make it a little more different than my other podcast. Now, of course, I'm still going to be giving you tips and information in regards to what I know as far as a personal trainer and through my experience. Normally, when I do my podcast, I actually write a few stuff down, take some notes down. But today, I want to pretty much freestyle my way more through it and give you more information and kind of, I guess, speak to you guys. Like if I'm talking to a client rather than just into a microphone and just facing on to the day, trying to get this right. But going back in regards to today's episode today, I want to talk to you guys about the number on the scale that does not matter. Now, it's very common that I usually have clients that tell me, hey, you know what? I feel different. My clothes is feeling loose. I feel the inches on my waist dropping, but the number on my scale is not changing. It still remains the same. Or in regards of when, you know, same thing like such as myself, when I get out of a competition, um, I'll be eating a bunch of crap. And like, you know, I mean, not right after, because believe it or not, there's this thing called a reverse diet. I did not know about it. And other competitors don't know about it. So if you're a competitor and you're listening to this, there's this thing called the reverse diet. I'll go over it a little bit through this podcast. So stay tuned, stay close and pay attention because it's very necessary and it's very important to do what's called a reverse diet. But today's episode, again, is talking about the number on scale that doesn't matter. Going back to what I was just talking about, when I would eat stuff before I didn't know about the reverse diet, when I would eat a bunch of junk stuff, I would notice on the scale that number would start increasing. I'd be like, all right, cool deal. Like, hey, you know what? Number's going up and understanding why I'm eating crap. But then it got the number got stuck to a certain level. And me in my head, you know, when I was first starting through all of this competing and whatnot, I would think, you know what? I'm just bulking dirty. I'm doing dirty bulk, but the number's not moving. What's going on? And I would still eat a bunch of more stuff. And it would take like some time before the number started changing. And at that time, when I started seeing that number change, I'm like, all right, cool deal. Like the number's finally going up another pound, two pounds here and so on and so forth. Not knowing exactly what I was really weighing at, not me, but meaning like something more specific, such as what exactly am I really weighing? Because now when it comes to the number on the scale, there's actually a few things besides your bones, your organs, your liver, your blood, all that stuff. You know, besides that itself, its weight doesn't really change, you know, up to a certain age. The, the the body weight is really measured by three main things, which is your water weight, your body fat, and your muscle mass. So this is usually why an in-body is really necessary and really gives you a better idea of where you're really at. A lot of people will go based off on a BMI, a body mass index, not realizing, you know, and uh, not realizing that it can be pretty inaccurate. And the reason I say that. Uh, and right now I'm actually just looking up really, really quick to give you guys an idea um, of what it really measures by the weight. So give me a second real quick, guys, just so I can look it up and really have an idea, give you a better idea to, to go over this. Uh, now, this is the this is we're in the USA or this podcast based on the USA. And the reason I say that is because I know a lot of uh, uh, other countries, they weigh it off based on kilos. And in the U.S., we go by pounds. So I pretty much be able to give a better idea with um, by pounds. So I got the chart right here. Um, so a lot of people that are, let's say, uh, men or women, uh, if they're like in above the weight of 120, of 130, 140, depending on your height, um, it'll consider you, let's say, you'd be overweight, right? So uh, and I'm, I'm looking at pretty much like short people here. I didn't really get a good chart, but like, let's say myself and, th- and I, and I want to put myself as an example. This is really throwing me off. Uh, let's I want to put myself as an example. I'm, I am 31 years old. I currently weigh at 184. 
and my height is 5'8". Now, based on that info, the, the BMI would say that I'm overweight. But if you look at me, you can be like, dude, there's no way you're overweight. But it's measuring just my weight. It's not measuring, you know, as far as like my muscle, my water weight, all that stuff. Going back to as far as like a bodybuilder, right? A bodybuilder would basically be considered overweight or even obese, you know, based on their height, their age, and their weight. And you look at them and like, dude, you ripped as fuck. How are you overweight or considered obese? Well, again, this goes back to a BMI. BMI is not, it's just giving pretty much, you know, the average body weight for an average person who does, or, I mean, I guess doesn't really exercise per se or does, that there's balance per se. But when you are often lifting weights and you're building your muscle and everything, BMI really throws, is thrown out the window. So this is basically where you can really not have an idea. Like, let's say that, because there's like, Give me an, I'll give you an example as far as a clean bulk and a dirty bulk. If you gain 10 pounds, right? You gain 10 pounds, like let's say a bodybuilder gains 10 pounds. Fucking badass. Yeah, I'm 10 pounds heavier. Yeah, but 10 pounds of what? Is it 10 pounds of muscle? 10 pounds of fat? 10 pounds of what? Because if you're actually gaining 9 pounds of body fat and 1 pound of muscle, then what? Are you, then you're really not doing, you're not really doing a good progress. You know what I'm saying? And then there's also other people. I've had other clients where they will lose about, let's say, 10, 15 pounds. And then eventually, you know, they gain eight pounds, two pounds, right? Every other month or a month, they gain another pound. And they're like, hey, you know what's going on? I'm following the diet. I'm doing things right. Why am I gaining weight? Again, keep in consideration that you are uh, changing your body in regards of your water weight and your muscle. Um, now, going back as far as like, let's say, I'm like really... Like off topic, guys, I got ADD or ADHD. So I mean, ADD actually. So my mind is going 100 miles per hour and I want to make sure I want to hit every single topic without changing it. So if you heard of my other podcast, sometimes I have a hard time getting to the point, but I'm going to do my best for this. Anyway, going back to the subject, going back to the topic in regards to the number on the scale doesn't really matter. Um, like I was saying that oh, my God. <laughs> I lost a train of thought just to pretty much tell you guys that. Uh, and this is why I do the notes different. This I'm, Once I mentioned, I'm freestyling. Anyway, so. Going back, uh, as far as like an in-body, the in-body will be able to measure out what your body fat percentage is at. And, okay, now I'm back on track. So this one, I'm going back as far as like your water weight. So let's say it's very common when I have my clients take an in-body, I will look at their, the first thing I look at and the first thing it shows on the very top of an in-body is their water weight. Now, a lot of people don't know that the Bare minimum, the, the amount of weight, the amount of body weight, your body weight, 50% of it, minimum, 50% of your body weight should be water. 50% of your water weight should be water. I mean, 50% of your weight should be water. So if you do an in-body, and let's say you weigh 160 pounds, right? You weigh 160 pounds, half of 160 pounds would be 80 pounds, right? Um, I want to make sure I'm doing my math right. I don't want to sound dumb on my podcast. But yes, uh, so anyway, um, so let's say you look at your in-body and then it shows that you have about 76, uh, 76 pounds of water and the rest is your muscle, your fat, whatnot. You are, uh, you are lacking water. Your body weight is lacking water. Believe it or not, I've done in-bodies on skinny fat people. How does that make sense? Skinny fat people. An in-body will say this person is considered obese and you look at the person and they're skinny and it's like, how? How are you obese? Well, again, this goes back based on the amount of the amount of weight that they're carrying, like as far as muscle and their water and their fat. 
if they had no muscle or per se if they have very little muscle because you need your muscle for all movements um, but let's say they have very 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 little muscle and um they are black and water whatnot it's gonna say that they're overweight i mean per se yeah overweight or obese because their body fat percentage could be pretty high i've seen where a girl can weigh about 120 pounds and or 110 about 110 120 and her body fat percentage was above 32 if i'm not if i don't remember like if i'm not mistaken it was above 32 percent and i said how are you weighing how is your body fat percentage that high and, you know, she weighed that little. And again, so this is really based on how much muscle they're carrying and how much water. So the number on your scale does not in matter. Because, again, it's going to throw you off. A lot of people get discouraged. I'm putting in the effort. I'm doing the diet. The number's not changing. Like, but, but, but I see my body. I feel different. The clothes fit's different. But the number, like, something's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. It's, it's just you're looking at one specific number. You're not looking at the details you're not looking at your water like you could consume more water have you ever noticed actually have you ever noticed when you know let's say at night like per se myself if i weigh myself tonight i'll be about 184 185 and then in the morning i'll be about 181 180 and then later on the night i'm back to 184 185 and then depending how i'm doing with my diet depending how i'm doing with my workout you know i will probably um wake up two pounds heavier than i did you know the previous day or such and so on and so forth or let's say i can wake up five six pounds lighter actually i remember in this past year of 2021 my uh, competition i did i had taken a diuretic and i was going to the restroom consistently like crazy right and i actually dropped i think like a good nine pounds to the next morning right from the amount of times i was going to the restroom nine pounds in one day now you tell somebody i you know hey i lost nine pounds like what like how'd you do it you know like keep in mind nine pounds of what you know they're they're just looking at the number on the scale but not knowing that hey it could have been all water so going back guys uh going back to the topic of the water um believe it or not if you drink more water it actually boosts your metabolism for at least 20 to 40 percent right about 20 to 40 percent i know that's a huge gap number but it really depends on your body type it depends on your metabolism and again but regardless no matter who you are it will boost your metabolism a lot better you'll be going a lot more frequent you know your body fat does not burn through sweat when you're sweating that's not body fat leaving your body that's just your body cooling down body fat uh it actually comes out you know through when you're going to the restroom going number one or number two uh, when you are uh, actually breathing, when your heart rate is going above 120 beats per minute and you're doing it at a certain time, let's say like past 30 minutes, past 20, 30 minutes and your heart rate is like 120, 20 beats per minute, you are burning fat through your breath. Believe it that you believe it or not, like then slow down your breathing. If you're already trying to breathe, like pick up your breathing. That's why a lot of runners, track runners, marathon runners are often very skinny because they're running, their heart rate is going super fast, you know, and as far as that's all they do a bunch of cardiovascular workouts but always having their heart rate at a very high speed and they're burning you know a lot of fat through their breath but anyway going back as far as what i'm mentioning and i know i mentioned a little earlier in regards of reverse dieting now what exactly is reverse dieting so like me as a competitor normally when we come when we're getting ready for competition we will begin being extremely diet uh extremely strict on our diet so, like, let's say uh, normally on a normal day, like today, right now, 
uh, I'll be eating. Uh, I'll be eating about like maybe 190 grams of protein, right? Um, Carb-wise, I would have maybe on like today probably about 300 or four, depending on my meals, and my fat would be about like 86. So again, I'll, I don't, and I'll be honest, I don't often really measure my food when I'm not when I'm currently not prepping for competition i don't really measure my food i just have an idea i just estimate it as far as from what i'm eating eyeballing my food but anyway when we are uh, us competitors when we are getting ready for competition and we're on a strict diet we're dropping like we let go of uh you know the, the sweets the cakes the chips all that stuff little by little and then our carbs we start going from having uh, you know, uh, let's say about two to 300 grams of carbs every day down to 200 carbs, uh, 200 grams of carbs every day down to hundred, depending on the competitor and their weight. And then per se, uh, some competitors will let go of carbs completely for about four weeks, four to five weeks. Um, and let's say some such as myself, I'll do what's called a carb cycle where I will only eat carbs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, once like let's say i'm competitions tomorrow like and that's the only competition i'm gonna do right after competition i'm it does not mean i have the green light to go back to eating the way i normally do when i'm not prepping for uh, a competition right uh and by that let's say i cannot eat um two three hundred grams of carbs of let's and i'm talking about clean carbs like rice and sweet potato and such i cannot have that high amount of gram of carbs every single day the way reverse dieting works is just the way you did your diet towards competition now you have to do it reverse so like let's say um going back the way i did it was reverse cycling i'm, I'm sorry um carb cycling where it would be let's say on a friday i would have 200 grams and then saturday i would have 100 grams and then sunday i would have between 50 to 75 and then monday to thursday no carbs and i did that for three weeks so for or four weeks three to four weeks so for three to four weeks i need to keep doing that right and by that instead of going as far as uh i can actually start doing from 200 175 to 250 150 100 and you're talking about every other week or every weekend and little by little, as the weeks start going by, let's say four weeks pass, now I can start going back to 100, 100 grams to so 150 grams of carbs every day. And then after, like, say, two, three weeks later, I can start stacking up to 200 to 300, just so my metabolism is not thrown off. Because it can throw off your metabolism. The following time, if you do want to lose the weight, it will be a lot more difficult than it did the first time. So in order to avoid your metabolism being messed up and having to reset it and having the struggles and being discouraged or unmotivated, competitors do what's reverse dieting. But, you know, going back to as far as the public, the people who don't want to compete, um, this goes back to the subject as mentioning that the scale, the number on the scale doesn't matter, guys. Just focus on, you know, doing or I'm sorry, not focus, but do an in-body instead. So the, the scale will give you an idea of where you're going and how you're doing, right? So, but an in-body, an in-body is more recommended to do it every bi-week or about monthly or more. I usually encourage my clients to do it about the same bi-weekly to a month to pretty much have an idea. All right, like, how are we doing? Are you still doing drinking enough water? Are you lifting enough weight? Are you pushing enough? Are we going through enough resistance training? Or you told me you weigh clean, but for some reason, your in-body is telling me otherwise. 
what's going on. You know, the, the honesty, the numbers on the paper will not lie. The numbers on the scale can lie. And I'm not talking about your body fat or your muscle, but it can lie. I mean, I'm sorry, your, your weight, your weight's going to show that that weight that you have, but it does not give the full detail. But an in-body will give me a, a more 80 to 90% accuracy of where you're at. Because when you do an in-body, what will throw it off is that if you if you eat a few meals through the day and then the in-body, the numbers will be thrown off. It's actually recommended to do an in-body first thing in the morning on an empty stomach because that's where you're literally like pure, true weight. You know how, how I mentioned in, earlier in the podcast, when you weigh yourself, you weigh a lot lighter. And then at the end of the night, somehow you gain a four, few, five pounds back. This goes back as the same thing. Like how much water did you drink and how much food did you eat and what kind of food did you eat? So when you do an in-body, it's better to do it on an empty stomach to have better and accurate numbers. But once again, guys, this is just an idea in regards to the number on the scales don't matter. This brings me to the end of the episode of a winner's uh, unleash a winner's mindset with Chris Fit Unleash. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And just put in your comments or any questions you guys may have. Send me a message. And I can probably pretty much make a next topic or a future topic in regards to what any questions or topic you'd like for me to talk about. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Till next time.